0: the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Say go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. Say go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. We're back on track, on the floor, scoring Morris 94, and the Knicks are hardcore, and I'll tell you like this, we ain't never look sharper. we are now listening to the Knicks State of Mind Podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hi
1: everybody, and welcome to a Nick's State of Mind Podcast. Chip Murphy and myself is here. And this is yet again another quick hitter episode. I'm telling you, the work schedule, it's killing me. It's killing me. But at least we're bringing you to the Nick's State of Mind Podcast. I know you guys, if we don't, we don't have an episode, you guys, it goes a little crazy. So we're here. We're here to hook you up with another episode. Um, And and what we got today is based off of a quote from Jeff Hornacek yesterday, and we'll kind of jump right into it. Uh, Jeff Hornacek was asked about who he thinks the Knicks should draft or, or what position the Knicks should look to draft and improve on their team. First off, if I can just add, I found it comical that somebody's asking Hornacek who he should draft because um, <laughs> there's a pretty good chance he's not going to be there to uh, be the guy to kind of have a say in who's going to be drafted. So a little ironic, but here, here's a quote from Jeff Hornacek. He said, he his answer was a small forward. If you look around at the top teams in the league, they have multiple guys in the 6'7", 6'8", range with length. We have a lot of guys in the 6'5"-ish range We just got to get bigger in some of those spots. You talk about that 6'7", six, 6'8", six, guy, everybody in the league wants that guy. You don't see those guys all over the place. So, Chip, it seems obvious right here, just hearing what Jeff Hornacek said. He is thinking, I need a big guy. He needs a wing player, um, possibly a guy that could replace a Carmelo Anthony. He had that with Anthony. Anthony obviously not here. So now we got to find the replacement for him. You know, Michael Beasley is about thirty years old. Uh, you know, he's more of a kind of quick fix, but you need one of those young guys. So what I'm going to ask you, Chip, is: Do you agree? Before we kind of go into what we think the Knicks should draft, position wise, would you agree with what Hornacek is saying there that the Knicks need to find a guy on the wing?
0: Yeah, I like the idea of drafting a wing player. Uh, I, I think it's a definitely a position of need. So I think Hornacek definitely makes the great point that you look at you know the elite teams around the league, they all have a uh, a six seven six eight guy who can guard and shoot threes. <laughs> uh, you need that guy if you want to compete. Like uh, he left out the cliche term, but uh, three and D wing, everybody has those guys. So uh, I think drafting a guy like that makes sense. Uh, I, you know, I, I disagree with check on a lot of things, obviously. They sell what he does during games. Right. But uh, if that was to be his strategy during the draft, I would be okay with that for sure.
1: And, and I'm looking, you know, the Knicks are probably going to be anywhere from, I would say, seven to ten. You know, I would love for them to get in the top ten. Um, we would need them to lose more games at this point. You know, they just went on that. Uh, I know they lost last night uh, to Miami. uh, And previously they beat uh, the Bulls. Uh, They had back-to-back wins. Why? Uh, It's just that's what the Knicks do. They they win games. You know, we were out-tanked by the Bulls, which which is comical because we could not beat the Bulls when we had Prazingis. Now we have a team that should be able to tank, and then we beat the Bulls. (laughs) I just... Welcome Classic to the world, Knicks. right? Welcome to the world of being a Knicks fan. It's head scratching. You just never understand it. Um, but the Knicks are probably going to be anywhere from seven to ten. Uh, those mock drafts are already out, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of fans, including myself, I, I look just to see kind of the players that are targeted around that range. And you know, I'm, I'm for one not a big fan of mock drafts because I just feel like whoever does them kind of changes up you know, one or two picks and kind of flip-flops it because it's hard to do. It's hard to predict. Uh, so, you know, but you still look at him. You still want to see who, you know, people are thinking makes sense for your team. Uh, and a couple of the big guys, and I'll throw one at you, Chip, and just to see uh, your thoughts. Miles Bridges from Michigan State. Have you, have you got a chance to watch him this season? And if you have, uh, do you think that he could possibly be, be a fit for what Hornacek is saying? He's a six seven guy. He could play out there on the wing. Have you got a chance to look at him?
0: Well, Michigan State's on TV all the time. right? So, yeah, I've watched Miles Bridges a lot. Uh, And Michigan State played Duke. So, uh, as you know, I'm a Duke fan, so I watched him when he played Duke. Uh, And I just watched him in the tournament. Uh, Not exactly a shining moment for him or his team, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. I think we were all stunned by what happened there. But, uh, yeah, I watched plenty of Miles uh, Bridges. And I watched him last year, too. He's a sophomore, which is surprising to see a sophomore this favorable in the draft. I think a lot of people thought he would go out last year. But uh, I think that his uh, three-point shooting is definitely something that will help him in the draft. Um, You know, the fact that he can uh, play both four positions. He can play the three and the four. That's something he'll be a stretch for at the next level. Everybody loves a stretch four, um, but, uh, I don't think he's a elite offensive player right now. I think he can guard, uh, both four positions too. Right. That's also something that's going to help him. Um, and, but, uh, I don't think he's elite offensively. I don't think he, that's why he's not going to go in the top 10 maybe. Right. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure if I would take. Uh, well, you know, not, I say I'm not sure. I know that I would not take uh, him over Mikkel Bridges. That's who I was going to ask you about up. next. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, that's exactly who I was going to ask you about next. Mikkel Bridges. Um, you know, and I agree with everything you just said about um, you know Bridges from Michigan State because uh, you know I just watched I watched Michigan State a lot. It was a team that I actually picked to win at all, and I don't know why. Um, I'm very, very upset about my bracket. I did a second chance bracket because I'm a loser, and um, I'm trying to make myself feel better about my life. But anyway, you know, you, you you watch him have so, and I know Syracuse defense was impressive in their win last week, uh, and Michigan State just did not shoot the ball well. But I saw Miles have several shots that you expect, you know, a player to be able to knock down right in the corner. And in the NBA, you need to be able to hit that shot, and he he wasn't. His jump shot's kind of ugly; it's kind of more like a flick. I, I wasn't very impressed by it. And honestly, when I watched him, and I watched him several times this year, he he's not the guy that I would say, "Oh yeah, I absolutely want him." Um, you know, there's things about him that are nice, and I think he'll develop into a nice player. But you know, I, I definitely agree with um uh, with the bridges of Villanova. Uh, and that that's who I was going to ask you about, Chip. Um, you know, he's a Another guy that's 6'7", you know, it's averaging about 18 points a game. Uh, what are your thoughts about him?
0: Yeah, another guy who can guard multiple positions on defense. Uh, he is, unlike Bridges, an elite three-point shooter. Uh, I think he's shooting 44% from three for the year. Yeah, 44% on six attempts per game. So uh, he's legit three-point shooter. Um, And 40% for his career, but this year he really stepped up the number. Um, Look, he's, again, not like a great offensive player. I think he's more of a sure thing than Miles Bridges. Um, I I don't think Mikael Bridges is going to be like a star or anything. But uh, I, I see like really, really good potential in him to be like a three and D role player in the league for a long time. And I'm just not as sure about miles bridges as I am right. about Mikel bridges. Right. I um, absolutely agree with you. Yeah. I really, I'm really like, I hate to say sure thing about anything in the draft cause there's no such thing as a sure thing as we know, but uh, I've watched Mikel bridges a lot and I really like his game. So I, I just think he's more of a sure thing. I like the idea of him. So
1: I agree, uh, and, and now that you know, we we took Hornacek's angle from it. We looked at some of those big guys, um, and, and Chip. Now, what I kind of want to ask is to see what you're thinking. What do you think the Knicks need to take? If, if you were the one in charge, what position do you think they should be looking
0: at? I don't think they should look at positions. Right. Yep. If I was the guy in charge, if I was uh, Scott Perry, Steve Mills. I would say take the best player available. Absolutely. Yep. Because we stink. You're right. So uh, I love Frank. Um, I think, look, whatever, I I think we're in a positionless game right now. I I think guys are ball handlers, wings or they're bigs. I I think we're in an era where Miami, I, I watched Miami play justice Winslow, at point guard last night, pretty much, you know, uh, and he was bringing the ball up for them. He, Jokic, well, he's 6'8". Yeah, Jokic and Denver, yeah, Jokic brings the ball up for Denver. Exactly. Uh, I mean, look, we don't have to, we don't have to look at certain guys in this draft as drafting point guards to replace Frank. Oh my God, no, we look at them as guys to play next to Frank, and Frank can play off the ball with them at certain times. And they can both play off the ball with Frank at certain times, which leads me to my point. The two guys who are the most realistic choices at pick number nine, which the Knicks are seated at right now are Trey young and Colin Sexton at uh, ESPN's mock draft. Jonathan, it's funny you mentioned how you don't like mock drafts, right? And I'm going into this one right now, but Jonathan Gavoni, the former draft express guy, which is the number one Draft site yes. ever. That's like legit, which is gone now because Jonathan Gavoni went to ESPN. And unfortunately, you can only get it with insider access. But uh, Jonathan Gavoni has the Knicks taking Colin Sexton right now with the ninth pick. Yes. Um, look, a lot of Knicks fans, Trey Young is going to become the trendy Knicks pick because he's got all the media attention. Uh, look, I like Colin Sexton a lot. I think that he he brings a lot of the same stuff that Trey Young brings. He likes to attack the rim. Yep. Um and look he may not be like the shooter that Trey Young is, <clears throat> but uh one thing that I'm worried about with Trey Young and I know it's a cliche to say the size uh I'm not completely well, you know, actually, you know, I'm not worried about the size, really. I shouldn't say that because Colin Sexton is what, like, he's like six three, six four two. But I'm not as much worried about the sizes. I'm worried about the fact that Trey Young kind of broke down under the pressure after all the media attention came to him. He wasn't playing very well, right? And you know, when he if Trey Young, if a guy like Trey Young is drafted by the Knicks without Kristaps Porzingis on the roster he becomes the biggest star. He's going to be the guy that everybody cheers on opening night. And, and if he plays poorly, everyone's going to notice. And that's a lot of pressure for a rookie. Who's probably going to struggle out of the gate because every single rookie point guard in history has struggled out of the gate. So, I just think it's a lot of pressure for him. I mean, even Steph Curry didn't play well at the beginning, who's everybody is comparing him to. So yeah, I think look, I like Colin Sexton, so I would go with Colin Sexton. But um I understand I think that look, this is the Knicks. So I ultimately it's Steve Mills's decision. Right. And which means which means ultimately it's Jim Dolan's decision. So I think that uh Jim Dolan is still thinking about the fact that Steph, uh, the Steph Curry thing back in the day. So um, I think that will lead the Knicks to take Trey young. If he's there at, at pick nine and the Knicks are there, but uh, I'm not sure they should, but uh, yeah, like I said, I think they should just take the best player available regardless of if that player is six, three, six, seven, uh, seven foot, um, right. I don't really care if that, if somehow they're a pick eight or nine and like Wendell Carter, who's six tens, I'm crossing my fingers that Wendell Carter Jr. somehow slips to them. Cause that would be fantastic.
1: Is that the kid but, from uh, West
0: Virginia? The, the, the other kid from Duke, the other big Dude, oh, Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I get, I get yeah. mixed up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He gets. That's just my point. He's been overshadowed so much by Ryan right. Bagley. But and he's going to be a possibly a top five pick. And people don't even know his name because Marvin Bagley is overshadowing him so much. It's hilarious. That's a good one. But, point. but uh, yeah, but look, I, it's probably a long shot that he drops to the eighth pick by the time the all the combine stuff comes out and all that crap. But yeah, look, yeah, ultimately, I think best player available is the way to go. Right, and, and I'm
1: thinking of Javon Carter from uh, West Virginia. Um, I knew I knew his name was Carter as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, wow, the Knicks are going to take him that early? But, yes, now I know who you're talking. Yes. Um, and I agree once again with you that the Knicks are in a position where, kind of like the Philadelphia 76ers did. They, you know, they took several big guys, Noel, uh, Embiid, uh, Okafor, why? Because they wanted to make sure one of those guys, maybe two of those guys, would work out. And if not, you can trade them. Exactly what they did. And they got their big guy to work out with Joel Embiid. A lot of people are saying that the Knicks shouldn't uh, shouldn't take another point guard because we just took Frank this year. Listen, Frank is not going to be an offensive threat. And, and please, I know some people are going to tell me, did you not see him play against Charlotte the other night? He had 15 Being points. Dumb. You know, and and, and yeah, fifteen points. It was a nice night. He played well, but guess what? That's one game out of eighty-two, and he's played maybe two or three games that are memorable on the offensive end. He's not an offensive threat. Yeah, he can. He he has nice vision. Yeah, I I think he's going to develop into a decent player. Been saying this since day one. You don't have that superstar, or he doesn't give off that superstar. I, whatever that it factor is about a superstar, that you can just tell, like, this guy's going to be the real deal. That Nothing has stood out about Frank Aquina about that. So, first off, if you're one that's saying, oh, you can't take two point guards in a row, you know, you, you just took Frank Nielakina, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You know, Frank Aquina could be a, a two guard. Could be a guy coming off the bench. He may never turn out to be a starter, which a lot of people felt like that was the case with him, even going back through last year's draft process. So the Knicks taking another point guard is is a possibility, whether it is Sexton, and I agree with you, Chip. um, He is somebody I really like. I I watched him several times this year. I just love the way that he – it's just attack mode all the time, and I love point guards that are just attacking. I think those are the best point guards that have that go downhill and and pressure. They put your defense kind of on their heels when the point guard is just coming down the floor – looking to make things happen. I love point guards that do that, and that's really the best point guards in the league nowadays do that. So Colin Sexton is a guy I like, and Trey Young, it does intrigue me because you see what he's compared to. If you get a Stephen Curry, well, we failed with Stephen Curry in the 2008 eight nine draft, whatever it was, so you see the potential there, and if he pans out to be or turns out to be a, another Stephen Curry, my goodness, that can be a franchise-changing Pick, um, and you shared what what concerns you about him. Um, one thing that concerns about me is his defense. I don't think he's going to be able to guard anybody in this league because you know, I know I know size it, it it doesn't matter necessarily, but it also kind of does. And I just see him having a hard time keeping you know players in front of him. And I, I know Frank could be more of the the defender type and him more of the offense. But man, you got to put up like twenty five a game for me to to uh maybe even 30 for me to forget about your defense you know I think that's that's the big problem with him uh and, and I I agree with the fact that the Knicks got to just take the best available I wanted to talk about the point guards there because I I've seen there's people that are saying oh we absolutely should not take back-to-back point guards look if the point guard whoever that point guard is is available when we're picking if that is the best pick you got to take them, regardless if Frank Laquina is there or not um You know, I would, like I said, I would like to get in the top five, possibly get even another big man. Fill up the paint. You know, I talked about, you know, Mo Bama from Texas. I don't think we have a shot to get him. But it it would say if the Knicks somehow fell in the top five and he was there. Think about the defense that you can have with Przingis and him in the paint. So, yeah, I agree 100% with you, Chip, that this has got to be. A pick and the Knicks gotta pick smart because at least they're trying, and I'll give them credit that they're not just making these quick band-aid moves. It seems this time that we are actually really gonna go through one of those painful rebuilds. Uh and that's when you just spend several years drafting. And I really think that's the best way to build your team because for years we've seen the Knicks never fully commit to a, a rebuild. That's why we have never gotten out of a rebuild. It has been the same thing. Where the Knicks try to make a trade or a free agent signing to put a bandaid on on the bleeding that the Knicks have been suffering for all these years, that I think they're finally realizing now that they have to build through the draft. And when you do that, it's important to just take the best available. I just used use Philadelphia as an example. They did not. They people criticize them for taking like Noel and Okafor and Embiid all in kind of like the you know. The years in between each other, and you know, people said, "Why are they stacking up on that?" Well, exactly what they did. Now they know Embiid's their guy. They were able to trade the two other ones, and they're just doing fine. They just won forty games a season. And this is a team that was winning seventeen games per year. So you got to kind of have to follow that. Best way to get out of it is just take the best talent. Don't worry about what position they play. Take the best guy. And uh, and if the Knicks do that, it'll be a few years. But there's no reason why we can't do what Philadelphia is doing right now, and that's heading in the right direction. That's got to be the plan moving forward. Uh, But with that being said, we are going to wrap this one up. This is again one of our quick hitters. Um, You know, with uh, the work schedule being a little crazy, possibly could be another quick hitter next week. Uh, But we will will promise we'll get full episodes out there. Um, But. You know, I felt like this was a, a good topic to get to. You know, it's 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 we're, we're moving on. You know, the Knicks are officially out of the playoffs, which we all knew they weren't going to make it anyway. But, you know, now you're looking ahead, what the Knicks can do to improve. Uh, so very interesting to see those questions uh, already being asked to Jeff Hornacek. You know, with the March Madness wrapping up, we're seeing a lot of these prospects. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Knicks do. Um, but with that being said... This is going to end this episode, and we'll be back next week for another episode of the Next State of Mind podcast.